BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. (laughs) You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Do you ever just scroll through Net-A-Porter all day, all night, every single second of the day? Or is it just me? I mean, who am I kidding? Of course, it's my co-host, Amisha. I mean, do you know me? I, of course I do. It's, I'm probably worse than you. I just have to cut myself off at a certain point so Mike doesn't kill me. We do. You guys, today on Lipstick on the Room, it's a very special day because today we have the global beauty director of Porter and Netta Porte. We're going to be talking about beauty trends, the brand new, the tried and true, and everything in between. We're so excited to have Newbie. She has had such an incredible career, you guys. She started as the style and beauty editor for Daily Mail, then worked her way up to associate editor and beauty director at Harper's. Then she became beauty director at large for Harper Bazaar. She has <laughs> really held court for the past eight years, and she has brought beauty to the forefront of Net-A-Porter. I mean, everything from luxury makeup, skincare, fragrance, and more. And Newbie, we are so excited to have you. I actually remember oh. when Net-A-Porter announced that they were doing beauty. So this is a really special moment for Amisha and I. I mean, I feel oh, like well, insiders call it Netta. It's like Netta. Netta like yes. Netta. Are you Netta. like a Netta? Are you on Netta? We're on Netta. Yeah. <laughs> Netta. Yep. <laughs> for those of you, just a really quick you know, preview. If you don't know what Net-A-Porter is, it's N-E-T and then dash A and then dash P-O-R-T-E-R. Most of our listeners sadly know it. I'm sorry for your credit card. But it's a really great, phenomenal, chic, global shopping site that... Luxury, curated, beautiful. It's just curated for everything. I mean, you have your vacation, you have what you wear, everyday essentials and the categories, and they just do such a beautiful job. But today we're really going to be focusing on beauty. But because you kind of are this crazy beauty expert, how in the world, let's go back. Can you tell us how you Mm. fell in love with the beauty industry? I, I literally, I fell in love because I sort of fell into it. I was doing fashion and I was probably the worst fashion editor. And I sort of ended up then being moved to another job and being given the job of style editor. And I was told I'd also be beauty editor because it would make style editor sound less important. So it was a sort of promotion demotion. 
And I remember being told you have to do a beauty page for this weekend. It was on the Daily Mail. And I just said, well, what do I do? And they said, I don't know. You're the beauty editor. So I came at it in the way which I think always works, which is, I don't know anything. What are my friends asking about? Somebody said to me, which was great advice. They said, it's like a restaurant reviewer. You know, you go along, you try it out and you imagine what your friends, what people would want to know. And that's where I started at. I, you know, you don't, you don't go to beauty editor school. You can have a huge bathroom of stuff, but I think ultimately it's about, it's just, it's just I have a bigger way of, way of being able to share the same stuff that that say you two as friends talk about mm-hmm. when you're saying, oh, this is great. Or what do you think of this? Or, you know, it, it's amazing how many people always ask me that like last year, the most asked question I had last year is, do I need an LED mask? And that's like, yes, you do. You need a good LED mask. So it's amazing how yes, people you do. Know. You, you need a really, was, you need a really, yes. really good one for all of our listeners. You heard it from newbie. Absolutely. I am a super fan of it, particularly, you know, if you have, adult acne or you have a teenager with acne, that blue light is brilliant. And I definitely think it's an investment, but you, people have those questions. And I feel it's, it's my job to answer those questions. All right. So let me just ask you, what is your led mask? That's your go-to. Okay. Well, I have to say that because of my job, I'm very lucky. I have quite a few. The one I use the most is the Dr. Dennis Gross. It was that fantastic. It's the the flare one we talk a lot about. It's so good. It's reasonably priced and it has many different functions. So you have your red light for inflammation and then you have your blue light for acne. And it, it, I don't know all the different settings, but I have to say it's, it's really, is it fun? Your job? Do you know, it, like my dream job. There's elements. Okay. It, It is. People always say, oh, you have the best job. You know, it's like every job. It's like every job is most of it is sitting in meetings, drawing up a schedule, sorting out problems, getting stressed out because you can't sort out a problem. But yes, the best bit is I have written about and and been involved in beauty for years. And I still have, even today, I have like some things in my bag that I'm taking home from one of our brands. We had the people in from Revive this morning in the office. They have some new launches and it's like, oh God, I can't wait to get home and use that. So I still have And I think if you don't have that excitement, if I don't have that excitement, and then hopefully it transpires to, you know, working with the buyers and when they're seeing stuff they love and stuff that we write about and share with. So if you lose that excitement that we are, I think it's probably the essence of the beauty industry is that we're always hoping there's always the pleasure and that little moment. And we're also always hoping it's going to be the one and then there's going to be another one. So it keeps us going like a very unique thing to the beauty industry is that you can get a hundred things sent to you a day, day in, day out. There is something so magical and fun about trying something new because you're like, ooh, is this the one that's going to like do something different? And when you find one that works, you're like, this is my tried and true, which is what we're going to start with. What makes a good product and how do you find the new products? And we kind of want to know, like, how many products do you get sent in a day? Yeah, totally. Well, I have to say, okay, so I get sent probably less than you think, just purely because I've learned to slightly push back. So therefore, we we hear about brands because we have a small but very dedicated team of buyers and merchandisers and on the content team, et cetera. So we all are looking on Instagram, we're all meeting with brands. Also, brands now contact us. They know that we're we're always looking. People, other friends tell us about things. So 
and then brands just approach us. And I always sort of look at it first before we get things sent in, because otherwise I don't think the uh, large office would be off, would be big enough to take everything. And I think when we know a product is, it's it's like with anything, the product has to work. It has to be. It still surprises me that I can get something in, or there can be something new on the market, and you think it just. Actually, I don't like the smell or that texture's not that great. You know, when you put something on and it pills, it's sort of, you oh, know, yes, goes they into do. Life. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, why do we still have these products? Surely this shouldn't happen now. So the vast majority, though, now I think are very good quality. And it's everything from that packaging. The packaging is so key because I think there's been a big shift in what mm-hmm. modern luxury is. It's very, in a way, now it's very pared back. It used to be like a, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, luxury was a big, heavy, you had, you know, gold and then you had platinum. And then they would, do you remember people used to put a diamond in the lid or they used to put gold dust in their cream and all of that. So in their perfume to make it seem luxury. So now it's very paired back when you see something like Dr. Barbara Sturm, you know, a very, that to me is modern luxury. It's simple paired back, but ultimately the product has to work and then it has to be lovely to use and you know it has to add something our our cabinets are full okay so mm-hmm. it has to add something to squeeze a bit more space in because i know when you were saying earlier it's like we think this is the one we think it's the one till the next one comes along because then we've still got an eye on what else there is out there well i have to be so careful because we emish and i try we try so many products and i remember when i first started modeling i'm like oh my god i could get this and i could get this and then all mm. of a sudden like i'm a face full of cystic acne but you know, you do have to really like I was tried this crazy biologique recherche product too. you know, guys, I'm obsessed with the P50s 1970. But I it was like the one like the tiny it was so expensive. But I'm like, oh, my God, I think I put too much on because I could just tell I'm starting to like break out because it's quite thick, but a very mm. good product. As you guys know, when it comes to hair care, there's no one-size-fits-all solution. I wish there were. That's because everyone's hair and hair goals are completely unique to them. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, that's right, pros, I can honestly say I've never loved my hair more. So this is how it works. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal, using natural ingredients with proven results. Pros customizes every product into your routine from shampoo and conditioner all the way to supplements. My hair goals were really about volume, hair health, and thickness, bringing that vitality back, especially since I color my hair a little too often. Sorry, but it's true. You know, I'm not changing my habits anytime soon, so we just gotta work with what we have. I loved their in-depth consultation because they really ask you questions about how you live your life. Some more unexpected than others, like what zip code you live in. Because environments, they impact our hair and what our eating habits are. Because obviously nutrients impact our hair. They also ask how much you exercise, how often you wash your hair, things in that realm. It's very holistic. So once my answers were fully analyzed, they concocted the perfect formula just for me. That's right, just for me. I have been using the shampoo and conditioner religiously and really love how it makes my hair feel post-shower. And I found myself more willing to let my hair air dry versus taking heat to it, which you guys is a big thing for me. 
As a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients, that's right, all of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash lipstick. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lipstick for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight-up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Okay, let's start. We're 2023. Let's start with skincare first, and then we'll go into makeup and hair and body. What is something that everyone is loving or you feel like, okay, this is a few of our your favorite skincare, whether it's brands or products, you, you can do the gamut. So definitely. I mean, I think with beauty, as we all know, it's a real mix of the old and the things that we love and then some new things that come in. So for us, it's it's devices are huge, tools and devices. And and I love the fact that it's sort of high-tech, low-tech. So it's rose quartz and jade crystal rollers. And then it's also, you know, something like New Face does so well. That I think has been around for like maybe 20, 20 odd years. And it's now coming back again. Everybody I talk to is using it. And so microcurrent is big. I said LED is huge. I think when when we had lockdown, we're all at home. I think most women were in the bathroom with the LED and all of those devices. It's interesting because they did really well last year. And then I don't know why, but in January, again, we saw them all started selling again. So I think people, instead of doing a detox five years ago, now they're doing devices January. And it's like, no, I'll eat what I want. I helped them launch the new mini that they had mm. in different colors. And I have to say, I mean, I would constantly do it just literally five minutes probably like five days a week, you can really tell the difference. You can. You can. I always yeah, say I... to people, you've got to keep all of these things. It's consistency. It's like going to yeah. the gym. You know, it's whether it's your skincare, because people use something once and go, oh, I don't like this. So it's like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, you've got to give it a chance. And also with those devices, I always say to people, keep it by your remote. Because for us, we had this thing where, you know, if you could watch, if you could use the device watching Netflix, then we were more likely to take it onto Net-A-Porter because if you then had to have an app and you had to watch this and you had to download that, it's too complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, it should be simple to use. So I just think keep it somewhere accessible. And yes, they, they work. The, the thing is now it's like, these things do work. They do work. And the accessibility factor, I think is so important because so few people have access to a great dermatologist. Like, I live next to New York City. So if I want to go to my dermatologist, sure, I can get you know, a great laser, I can get, you know, a microcurrent treatment, but that doesn't necessarily exist in all markets in the country. So to have access to that and buy that on an Etaporte and just be able to do it in bed while watching TV, I think is just a game changer for so many people. I'm obsessed okay. with my, my new face. Obsessed. I love okay. LED. I, think, yeah. I love microcurrent. So in terms of skincare, let's start with like your retinols or your 
really strong, whether it be hyperpigmentation or uneven skin, or just you've picked a pimple and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm fucked. So for me, I think retinol, I'm a huge fan of, but the new one that I think everybody should look at is retinol. So instead of retin, a, a, yeah. So it's the new version. It's been around for a little bit. It's from retinaldehyde. And it is only a few brands have it. The one we have that I love is Medicate, which is for me like the super retinol, retinal brand. They they specialize in it. And it's it's almost as as active as a tretinoin or a retin-A prescription. Okay. But this is off prescription. It is 11 times more, it works 11 times faster as the studies have shown, than a retinol, but you get less of the redness. So you get all the benefits faster without the, the downtime, et cetera. And what I love with the company like Medicaid is they do a three, a six, a 10, so you can work up and it is worth work, working up. And my other tip on that is, although it comes in a cream, for me, I put on my retinol, I wait a few minutes, like 10 minutes, and I put another cream like a La Mer or something rich and whatever on top and it sort of cushions it. But Retinol is great. Retinol is newer and even better. And to be honest, I just think if people started probably in their 20s on it, they would. It is, you know, we it's the one with the track record. It's the one that I, scientists and derms all back. I've been using a retinol oil before I put on the 111 skin. Mm-hmm. And then I also just started using the Tata Harper retinol oil. And then I put a high, like a moisturizer on top. Yeah. Do you like those? Or do I do like they're... them. No, I do like them. I think, and I think in an oil, it is, it's nice. Just make sure you're not, you know, using them together or too close together. But I, I'm a big fan of retinol. I just think if, if you have one that you like and it's working, stay with it. If, mm-hmm. however, you have been scared off it or you're looking to start, then look at retinol. And if you've had problems with it, then retinol is like the user-friendly version. But Retinol, retinol, it is the one product. I think if everybody started using it at a younger age, then this anti-aging industry would have to rethink because it would all have much better skin. It's it's just the the gold standard. So in terms of eyes, what kind of eye creams do you love? Well, I think first of all, use an eye cream. I mean, I think it's this real mistake that people, you know, when if if you're listening to this and you're 25 and you don't think you need an eye cream. I think you do. You know, you'll thank me later. It's one of those things you never know what you'd have looked like if you'd started earlier or not used it. So I definitely think because it's one of those things that the skin is different. We know the skin. I think it's a third to half the the thickness of the skin on the rest of the face. So we know it is different. And also it's constantly moving, you know, scowling, looking at the screen, whatever expression. We're constantly moving that skin. So I think for skin, for eye care, it comes down a lot to texture. So you can have different ingredients, but you need to find the texture you like that is either some people like something richer, some people like something that's a very light gel. I also like the, I talked about Revive earlier. They have an overnight eye mask, which you can use as, it sounds as though it's heavy, it's not. You can use it as as a night cream. You can use it anytime you want, but you can put it on at night. And I was sort of like, put it on, leave it for a few minutes and put some more on and you sleep in it and you don't wake up with puffy eyes. I mean, if you're somebody who, has a problem with eye creams, then it may not be good because it some people their eyes just will be puffier. But I think for eye creams, find the texture you like. There's also great eye masks out there, like little eye sheet masks. One 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 skin do a lot of those, yeah. and they are 
really good. And I love them because sometimes, you know, at this time of day, like for me, it's now an early evening. So sometimes you can actually put the eye mask on over your makeup. And instead of starting again and putting on concealer and everything, put on either a little bit of eye cream or one of these sheet masks. And then you can put a bit of foundation or whatever on top just to tidy it up. But it really, it like it revives your makeup and it revives your skin. And the skin here, you know, it gets dry and crepey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's very, it's like your eyes are the first bit of your face, first feature to show when you're tired. So it's a really good way to, it's a good place to concentrate if you're going out in the evening, just put a bit of focus on oh, your eyes. Oh, I love eyes. that. I love, I haven't thought, I mean, I do the, the cream, but I've never done the mm. eye mask on top. That's a good trick. Yeah, I haven't either. Just, I would just, just make I would sure. Stayed. Well, no, they do. They do. But just the, some like some like the one 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 skin, they're not too wet. Some of the ones are really wet and yeah. not quite so good. But some of them and also, you know, the ice globes, the ice rollers. Oh, I love I'm those. not a big fan of things from the freezer. I think you should keep in the refrigerator. <laughs> I like cold, not frozen. It's it's very hot and very cold is very extreme for the skin. And I think oh. that put it in the fridge, you know, but those eye, but those mm-hmm. face rollers use those under the eyes are, are great. Speaking of under eye and crepiness, is there a concealer that you like? Cause I have a very hard time finding concealers under mm-hmm. the eye that don't look crepey. I know exactly what you mean. I personally, I love the ones and actually there's some of our best sellers, the ones from Charlotte Tilbury, she does different textures, but another thing you can do, if you have something that's a great color, just add a tiny bit of eye cream into it. It's something a lot of makeup artists do. So you can, mm. you know how for years people have been adding a bit of serum to their foundation. Mm-hmm. You can, you can do that. And it just, if it's a bit, if it gets a bit crepey or it settles, but you like it otherwise, you like the color and the coverage, then you can just add something in on that. But I like the Charlotte Tilbury ones because she does a lot of different textures and I find that they blend in, they blend in really well. I got two different colors from Pat McGrath. She just sent me mm. a buttload of amazing makeup and her rose divine, which oh. is kind of like a rose. You can mix it into your makeup. It's so good. It's almost like looks kind of like the color of by Terry, you know, the by Terry rose. It's very but it's pretty. in like a kind mm. of a milky, beautiful glass jar and you you can mix it into your foundation you can make like it just it's come it's almost like a really nice primer but it's really good underneath the eyes and then you can like newbie was saying you can mix in concealers or also natura bise when they redid the formula that's a really good when it's expensive but it's a Mm. universal color it's got a little bit of luminosity and it's great for dark circles ole henriksen does a good banana banana bright and also the um it's a little stark but the banana bright low light from rodeal rodeal is really good in terms of masks or peels, you know, because more and more, like Emisha was saying, people don't want to go in and be down for five days. They just don't. I don't want to be down for one day. But would you, is there any masks or peels that you're like, okay, this is a really good one? I have to say, I like the Dennis Gross mask because he does the famous two step peel pads. And I think because he has the peel and then he has the neutralizer, I think people can over peel. And I think with that one, you know that it's going to be a couple of minutes. I also, I personally always love as well, because I love a bit of self-tan. I like a grainy scrub and Dr. Lancer, Lancer Skincare do a great one as well, because it's, I like the Derm Skincare, I always think the Dr. Skincare just is always really good because they're always thinking, what do they have in the clinic and what can I let women use at home? So for for a grainy scrub, that'd be my number one. And then I think the peel pads, but there's so many 
good. Um, I mean, like the Dr. Seabag, who did one of the original peeling masks, is, is a great one. It's It can sting a bit for some, but some people just love that because, you know, it's really working. Again, I think with peeling, there's been a big, you know, a couple of years ago, it was all about peeling and, and lasering off your skin surface. And we're all being quite aggressive. And it was very detrimental. I think the derms all saw so many unwittingly self-induced problems. And now it's all back to building up our barrier. So it's peeling and things like microdermabrasion. It's not, you know, a little is fine, but you can have too much of a good thing. And it can cause big problems long term. Very little. There was a when I kind of like in the early 2010s, 12s, I would see women, especially in L.A., and they would just microderm their entire face. I'm like, oh, my God. And now 10 plus 13 years later, their skin is so slick. It's almost like they can't keep makeup on like you see it. It's, yeah. it's you've almost taken off too many layers of the skin. It literally is like a, a burn. And it's like you want to take off the dead skin cells. You don't want to take off the light. What you want to do is expose the healthy skin underneath. You don't want to take off the healthy skin layer mm -hmm. because so, so many problems happen there. So I think that we get a little bit obsessed by it. And I just think you don't want anything that tingles. You don't want anything that, you know, unless it's under a derm, you don't want to have that flaking or any of that redness. If it's under a derm, you sort of want to have a bit of that. But if it's at home, it shouldn't. It should. It can do a really good job nowadays with no downtime, no pain, no massive reaction. Do you think there's a big difference? You know, she's newbies filming this podcast from London. Thank you, by the way. It's like it's 10 hours from me. And do you think there's a difference in the way the English look at skincare than the Americans look at skincare? What do you see? Definitely. I mean, I think I think it's like I always think over the years we London is the UK is a bit more like L.A. And New York is very different. So like in New York, I remember having a treatment in New York and I had three different people working on me at once. And it was all that sort of New York minute. And it was like, get it done. And there was no indulgence. And then you go to L.A. or you're in <laughs> London and it's like a crystal on your belly button while you're having your eyebrows done. <laughs> and it's chakras and aura massage and oils and whatever. So but now I think in New York, there's much more hands on. There's much more massage because I think facialists, a lot of these top facialists like Joanna Czech and Angela Callia, you know, they're all traveling around. So therefore, if you want to see them, you're going to get their treatment. And there's a lot of hands on massage there. I think also when you were talking before about the papery skins, I know when we had a lot of the Americans coming over to work here that in again about 2005, 2010, a lot of the the facialists here were saying these American women have no skin because it's been dermabrasioned. We then wanted that. Of course, <laughs> we want what you have because it's always so much more exciting. But I always remember quite a while ago, a LA derm saying to me, the best thing that ever happened for us, for women, for skin was HBO and TV because suddenly all those famous stars like the Desperate Housewives they wanted to have these treatments, but they had no downtime. They couldn't disappear for six weeks while their skin <laughs> fell off. So all of a sudden that changed the entire industry. So suddenly the approach in, in LA was a bit more like a sort of global approach of sort of get the results, but get it low and slow, but you still have to get there. So therefore, I think now it's a bit more 
even. But no, I'm always I'm always interested. And it's our main market is America. And a lot of the people we work with are Americans, etc. So I'm always really interested what's happening there. And I do particularly love that sort of LA where you get a lot of results, but you get a little bit of a nice oil as well. They, they do like to cushion everything. I'm a huge fan. And yeah. so is Emisha of Sarah Chapman. So we just wanted to give her yeah. a little bit of shot. I love some of her products. Love and her, yeah. Her overnight facial has saved me many times. But I agree. So so many people, you know, I always tell them like, just do your exfoliating pads or put like an exfoliator in the shower and really just, it's you're not taking off five layers. You're just taking off the yeah. dead skin cells. You mentioned self-tanning drops that you like to do that. So I need to ask which one's your favorite because oh, I actually get asked that a lot. Tan Lux. That's Tan Lux. I, I think there are so many of them and I have yet to find one. I mean, they do everything. They do an oil. They do a, they do a hyaluronic serum. They do, oh my goodness, they do drops. They do everything. So there's everything for everybody. And I have yet to find one I don't like. And I just think the get, hyaluronic you know, one is amazing. I did the hyaluronic is. one recently and I loved it. I always put my tan lux into my serums. That's like my go-to. Yeah. All right, let's switch to makeup. What are we seeing makeup wise? Is it the bold lip? Is it the no makeup makeup? Like, what do we need? What do we need to be doing? I think the big change that's been, it's been happening for a long time, but I think it's, it's like with makeup trends, it's not really so much about the catwalk because I don't think any woman really changes her lip because of what happened on a particular catwalk. It's all much more, it's been much more about the red carpet. And I think although you're looking at very famous, beautiful women, it's still a bit more inspiring to actually see. There's a bit more of reality about it. And I think just looking recently at the Golden Globes, there's a very pulled back, very sort of, it's a bit like an effortlessly polished, very gorgeous quite simple makeup look. There's a lot now about blush. I would definitely say if you're going to do something, it's about a blusher and also really easy blusher. And then you put the same color in your lips and on your eyes. So it's a really easy look. You can do it with a creamy bronze or a creamy blush. And it just, if you put it on your eyes, it's sort of it like it pulls everything together. So you look very polished and it's so easy. It's so easy. And I think now people are coming around to these multi-hyphenate products like it's not just for the lip or just for the cheek or mm-hmm. just for the eye. Emisha and I are really good about being like, okay, we'll do a little bit of this on the lip and then we'll touch yeah. our eyes and then we'll do our cheeks and then we'll that. And you've always done this, Molly. You've always taken your blush and put it on the bridge of your nose and mm-hmm. that's been such, they call it, what is it that right now? It's the cold girl trend. Yeah, I think it's called the cold like girl. You can do the whole girl and the pinkies and like, you know, more the undertones of like the roses, or you can do it in the summer. I got a great tip. Gucci Westman, I did a Zoom with her for some of our clients and she uses the bronzer. She could use this, her bronzers are so good. If you love bronzers, she uses it right up under her eyes, not just here, but she uses it right there because she said, if you look at a child, that's where they get the sun. You know, it's always like using on your forehead and on your jaw. She said, no, you get the sun here. I, so and it I, just looks so natural. I love that. Like I know everyone, you know, the Kim Kardashian where they and mm. I love you, Kim, but the where it's the they do like the white underneath, it almost looks kind of raccoony. Like that does not look good on me. I, I I tried it. I the contouring. I want it to look good. Yeah, it doesn't, but it's like the no. white underneath the eye. So it's like but I think a lot but, of those things they work on TV or they work on a shoot. But in real life, I think nowadays, I think it's interesting because for several years now, if you speak to the dermatologists pretty globally, 
the words that women use are they use glow, they want to look healthy. So this idea in most countries around the world, women say, I want to look healthy. And, and often the thing is they'll take in a picture normally taken around August, September last year, and they'll say, oh my God, at the end of my vacation, I just look so good. And you know, we've been eating salad and you've been in the sun and you've been swimming and whatever. So we look, that's how they want to look. It's about being rested and healthy. I think healthy and glow are probably the two most used words. And the majority of women do not say, I want to look 15 years younger. They may want to look a bit refreshed, but it's completely changed the language. You know, I think that's what we loved about. We had Victoria Beckham on on the podcast and Mm -hmm. she was so great about saying it's like, I'm not trying to look 20. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to to look the best version of me, the best version of herself. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a good answer because, again, you're not we're not trying to look. I mean, I don't even want to look like I used to when I was 20. Right. I think I look better. Like I look at pictures of myself when I was younger and I'm like, you know what? I actually kind of look better right now. I've figured out what works. And I think that's, it took me maybe, you know, 44 years, but I figured out what actually works best for me. Like I wasn't, I've accepted aspects of my face and what my features are. And I know how to work with them as opposed to working against them. I don't, totally I don't agree, know if I, I, think, I, I yeah. don't know if I can say that question. I, I did pretty good in my 20s. So I don't know if I, we could, <laughs> you, you, I did pretty good. I have a very crooked yeah, nose. You were, that, you were doing okay. You were doing okay. I, was, I actually, <laughs> was, for most of us, I was actually, I was actually, I was doing okay. Moving on. Are we in for the bold lip? Is it pink? Is it red? Is it nude? Is it, what is it? I don't think it's so much bold. I think it's almost, I'm seeing a lot of lips where it's, it's actually, you know, when you're talking about the contouring and people were doing all the lip lining and all that lip contouring, it's a much cooler way of doing it. And it's really simple is you put on your lipstick and then just with your finger, you just pat it. So it's very difficult to do when it's not on film, but you take your finger, like your index finger tip, and you just pat it around the edge of your lip and it slightly softens that line, slightly blurs it out, and it slightly makes your lip look a bit bigger. You know, sometimes when you line it so really yeah. hard... I find it that actually I think my lips look a little older. I know that sounds weird to say, but I mean, you know, I'm starting to get a little creased and a little, you know, as you age. And I've actually started trying to do that a little bit, like take either the Chanel or I use a beautiful Pat McGrath. I used, there was a great, was it Kosas, a beautiful, and I just smudged it. And I don't know, it kind of just, it made everything softer. You know, it's like what you were saying you, you get, you know, it takes you 44 years to find your look. And it's like for a lot of women, they know what they like and we're not going to change it because it's on trend. But the one thing I do think is important is that you train, you change the texture. So if you happen to love a full on Parisian red lip, fantastic, lovely. It's mm-hmm. a great look, but you can make, make it sometimes a bit more glossy. So at the moment, lip oils are very on trend or you can soften it up that bit, which keeps the color, but it just gives it a slightly more cooler look, or you can, you know, so you would go from a satin to maybe a a soft matte to a gloss. So you just keep, it's, it's a bit like with skincare, you know, if somebody has a very powdery skin, it straight away makes you think, you know, your sort of grandmother powdering her nose. So it's, it's about keeping the texture on trend. But if you happen to like a bronze look, or you happen to like big rosy cheeks, or you happen to like purple eyeliner, you can stay with it. Just keep it moving with mm-hmm. the right finish and it'll it'll keep you sort of modern without having to feel that you're 
slavishly following a trend that, that is none such, of us really want That to. is such good advice. I love because that. We do want to, you know, you do want to try to be in the end, but at the same time, you're like, oh boy, we can't keep wearing the harsh cat eyeliner no. when you're like, you're wearing the exactly. eyeliner. The, 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 li- the liner is wearing you. Say with hair, it's like when I was used to be on Bazaar and we used to do more trend stuff, I used to say to the team, all I want to know is where's the parting? Two things for hair. Where's the fringe? Is there a fringe? And where's a parting? Is it a side parting, a low parting or center parting? Because if you move your parting on your hair, you're always going to be on trend. You know, you know, that's really what it comes down to. And then for makeup, it's your texture. I want to know about yeah. your foundation. What's your favorite? I, I have a foundation obsession. Like it is, if you okay. opened my drawer, I have 2,700. They all <laughs> have to have my, 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 my must is it be dewy, glowy, I don't like anything matte. So I want to know what your favorite foundations okay, are. So you you, have you got the Westman Atelier, the Gucci Westman one? Yeah, I sure okay. I had it. Like I was on the complexion. Like, literally I ordered it. I ordered it the day they released. Yes. And you, because that's the one I love. And I love the fact that it is a serum with, but it's got proper coverage. I've never been a fan of tinted moisturizers because they're fantastic if you are 22 with a perfect skin. Mm-hmm. But they're not, you know, I want it to look like, it's like, it's like you want to look as though you have really great skin, but if it's like it's got to be somebody else's great skin that's almost sort of on mine, it sounds a bit weird. But, you know, you want, it's it's like, I don't want something so sheer. So those complexion drops, I really love because they have quite a lot of coverage. You really have to shake them up well. And then otherwise, I'm just, I love, I really love some of the Charlotte Tilbury foundations. And again, what I love with her concealer and foundations, she has very definite textures. So some are much mm-hmm. more coverage. It's not new, but her Hollywood Flawless Filter is a fantastic product. And it's like, I think I have it in three shades and you can use it. Do you ever use it just on its own all over your face? All over my face. I literally just put it on a mom, Catherine Newman, one of my really good friends and her daughter. I did. It worked on a 14 year old and a young 30 something mom. No, I'm just joking. It really hurt. You're right. Her textures are so good. It's beautiful. They are so good. Yeah. You know what I just got obsessed with is the the new water fresh tint from Chanel. The new one, not the square bottle, but the little cylinder one. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's a little thicker, but it's still sheer and it gives like a very glowy, pretty coverage. And also That's I like, have to share this. I love a tip. Okay. So there's, I don't know if you know her, but Violette is a huge yes. makeup artist. Okay. Very, she's like accessible, cool. and she said that when you put your foundation on, you know, if you want to have that real skin foundation, which you do, but you don't really, unless your skin's amazing, she said, put on your foundation and either don't put it down your nose or wipe it off your nose. And it's so simple. I've never heard anybody else say this. It was there, you do this, and then you add a bit more light and a bit more whatever. Because as soon as you can see a few little freckles, because here they're more freckles than sunspots, you know, a few freckles. And if you see on someone's face a bit of real texture here, straight away you think they are either not wearing foundation or they just have great skin. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it took somebody like Violette to come up with that, but it, it really does work. And sometimes, you know, if you're going out in the evening and I don't know, I still do this, even with all my, you know, knowledge from all the people I've worked with and whatever is you can sometimes put on a bit too much makeup and it can just look a bit heavy. If you mm-hmm. just get a tissue or something, just light, lighten it on the center of your nose just makes everything look a bit lighter. That is such a good tip. We had her on as well, and we we're obsessed with oh, her Boom Boom Spray, which is like a milky yeah. spray, kind of like when you're feeling like 
like you said, like you're kind of a little powdery or you've had your makeup on or you want to set your makeup or you want to start with it almost as a primer. That is a great product. I start with this every day. Mm. I, it's my base every single day. It's a bit like the Pat McGrath, the one you were talking about, exactly. the rose. It's like an yeah. essence. And that rose one is a bit like dewy skin in a jar. So you can put it on over things. And I always say, you know, if you have put on too much makeup or it's the end of the day and your makeup's looking a bit settled, I, I just don't, don't take your makeup off. It's like there's, there's no time. Life's too short for that, really. Just put something like that on top, a bit of serum or a bit of essence or something that's just going to rehydrate it. Bronzers, I think, again, it would be Charlotte Tilbury and Gucci Westman, Westman Atelier. I love the fact that Gucci Westman does different textures. I personally like quite a flat tan bronzer. I like that sort of desert, like, I don't know, somebody called it years ago a desert tan. Don't quite know what it is, but I like the idea of it. So it's that sort of quite flat one. And I, But Gucci also does ones that have got a bit more sheen in them. Um, but explain those would ex- be my explain to, to our listeners when you mean flat, because a lot of times when when we say, oh, get a great bronzer, we don't mean like a shimmery bronzer. No. Yeah. I think it depends. Kate. So for me, a bronzer is going to be a bit like a self tan. A bronzer for me is either going it's going to give me a bit of a tan when I don't have it. And it's just going to make me look healthier. And then in the summer, I love that idea of you can really bronze it up and really make it, you know, if you put it across, literally it goes sort of across the top of the cheekbones, over the nose and across, it just looks like you've had a day at the beach. And then if you want to have something a bit more bronzy, there are times when it looks beautiful to have that as a highlight, a bronzy highlight. That's beautiful, you know, on vacation in the evening, it just looks gorgeous. But that's to me a bit more of a makeup look. So one is enhancing and the other is more of a makeup effect. Have you ever used from Westman her face trace stick in truffle oh, as a bronzer? Yes. That that's I've, flat. That's lovely. It's I love that. I've I now use that as my bronzer every day. I just go back mm-hmm. to it because it just gives you that flat. And I don't use it as a contour. I use it literally where I think the sun would hit me, and I just blend it in. There's also if you so want more of like natural. a shimmery cream. Again, this is not something you use over your entire face, but on your cheekbone, on your eyelids. Tower Twenty Eight Bronzino mm-hmm. makes a beautiful like a little pot, and it's it's really easy to use. It's like clear. And you can just, again, this is a great vacation look where you can put it over your eyelids, just on the top of your cheekbone, a little bit like near Cupid. It's so good. It's so pretty. Because that's what you want on vacation, isn't it? When you've had a day at the beach or something, you come back and you have a shower and you don't want to have all that big, heavy makeup, but having one or two pots, whether it's a blush or a bronzer or something that you can use. And it just, apart from the fact it's easy, it just makes the face look pulled together. It makes it look as though you've done a lot more effort than you really have. Okay, hair. I have to go to one of my first hair questions. What's happening in the hair world? And should I cut my hair into a bob again? Because I go through this like every four years. My producer for a while. I know. My she sent me a picture when she was like, I don't know, 10, but she was like, there's my hair in a bob. This is my hair in a bob. And I'm like trying it because I had we have 90 kids between us. But I'm like, I I cut it like literally every four years. How short would your bob be? I mean, I go like Gosh, kind of so, like yeah. the Naomi Watts, but a little bit longer. So definitely above shoulder. So yeah. there's a gap between the end. of. Yeah. I think that's quite a tough one, just purely because if you have your hair length, although actually Hayley Beep, I think the bob is back big time because Hayley Beep has just done it. And anything 
you know, she is like a real little modern icon and she goes across all ages and her, you know, like her skincare, etc. Everybody's a bit obsessed by her. But if it's choppy at the end, because that's the big, I hate talking about trends, but it's like the big thing is to have choppy hair. So instead of that sleek one length, so it's having more layers cut into it, which is much more forgiving. And again, if you're going to have that one length bob and it's choppy at the ends, because there's not, you know, that really hard bob where everything has to be blow dried perfectly. That's if there's a gap between your shoulder and your hair and people can see that profile, it's quite tough, but choppy. So if you're going to have it done, then have it chopped into. Hmm. So it's, and it doesn't matter if you wake up in the morning, it's a bit messy because that's what it should be. And it's like, so that's the main thing that will be coming through from hair. The other thing for product wise is that they're talking a lot about hydrated hair, which obviously is a little bit of a nice spin on hydrated hyaluronic skincare and serum. So it's basically, it's what they call healthy, wealthy hair. It's shiny, glossy hair mask, etc. I mean, things like if somebody hasn't tried one of those bond, bond building products, and there's quite a few now, they are like night and day. They are, you know, instead of sitting, having say a Brazilian blow dry for hours at the hairdresser, you can put this on just before you blow dry. I'm, I think they are one of the, probably the best hair treatment out there. I love K18 and they really do. Yeah. These products really work. Have you heard of the brand Milbon? Yes. I have to say they're a Japanese brands. They're very hard to find. I mean, it is, I, I can get it at John Barrett when I get my hair done in the city and that's the only place, but they're Japanese line and they have some really beautiful, beautiful products. They, their shampoo is fantastic for like color treated hair, but they have a hair mask too that I love. Are there any hair masks you recommend? I do love in particular the Orbe one. I'm just trying to think which one I particularly use, but I think I use most of them. And also the Christophe Robin ones I love as well. Yeah. But I'm really lazy because what I tend to do is I'll sleep in it. Yeah. I do it on vacation. I'll slick it back in a ponytail, put yeah. it on a red lip and have a hair mask in my hair. No one really ever knows it. Exactly. And if you're at the beach all day, just to put something in it makes all the difference. But I think, yeah, I mean, hair care is massive now because it's you've got serums and scrubs, all those things that we have for the face, we now have for the hair. And I think that scalp hair, that scalp health, actually for a lot of women is, is super important. It's, it does help a lot on having a better head of hair. And what about dry shampoo? Because there was a lot of news mm. recently about toxicity and cancer causing ingredients in dry shampoos. Do you guys have dry shampoos that you have on the site that you love and are clean? We have we have quite a few of them. I think the thing is that they can also be. I find they can a dry shampoo can be quite irritating. Mm. I also have. I use a dry shampoo sometimes for volume, like a styling product. Mm. I think there's a slight element that if you're using a dry shampoo because you think you should wash your hair, wash your hair. You know, do not like tell that to my lioness <laughs> mane over there. She she can use a bottle a week. I on the other I, hand, I've cut back so much. I will tell you, can I, I, I washed my hair three times in the last week. I don't know who I am now. Are you okay? I know. <laughs> I know. I used to wash my hair once a week, newbie. It's really bad. Okay. Body. We can't forget the body. Okay. From moisturizers to oils, to the lymphatic drainage tools. What are we seeing for 2023? Okay. So body is like a whole new area. And I always thought it was a bit odd that you would have brands where you would have 20 products for the face or just like 20 serums and then you just have and then we have the body lotion and body now is certainly 
in our market, in the luxury market. I think women now want, if they want a retinol, a vitamin C, a you know, vitamin A, whatever, hyaluronic on their face, they now want it on their body, maybe not top to toe. So we're seeing many more products like a good proper peel cream for the body. We're seeing things like, I mean, like Necessaire have that great body serum. And that is, I always thought before I used that, I thought, I'm not sure if it's just like a bit of marketing, but when you use that body serum, which is like a hyaluronic serum, and then you put your cream body lotion over the top, it is incredible. And my mm-hmm. skin is very dry. It's incredible. So it sort of makes sense. I'm not saying you would use these all over, but say if you've got sunspots on your arms or your legs are very, your shins are very dry, then you might use something there or, or a more of a retinol product to make the skin look a bit better. So it that is the big area. And I think body devices are going to be coming through. I mean, I don't know if you've tried the new body, the new face for the body. Have you ever tried that one? Yeah, they sent it to me. I have not. It's, yeah. I'm trying to use it a little bit on my stomach because even though I love my firstborn, I gained a ton of weight and he really stretched me like from my belly button to my boobs. Yeah. I'm trying to get that a little bit tighter. Again, you have to be consistent and you can, you know, but I think I, I use it a lot on upper arms. I think if you put on your body lotion and use or your body cream and use that with it. So body is definitely a, a big, big area. And I think things like, I, I love that brand Necessaire because it just makes it really accessible and luxury, but also Mother is another brand that we have. And that is all mainly oh, mother, butter. mother, is it like mother, a it's purple M-U-T-H-A, I think. I M-U-T-H-A, yes. And I think that is that is a lovely brand as well. And I think that, you know, it's just like the days of just having a body oil or something, it's fine. If you want to have a nice therapeutic oil, that's great. But actually, I think a lot of us want something that, that does a bit more. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing much more of that. But those would be a couple of my standout ranges that, you know, I use a lot of. And then, I mean, it's a lot of it with, with body, I'm always very surprised to see how many body brushes we sell because it's like we sell a lot though. It's always up there, but you know, it was. What do you sell the most boring. of? What would you say is your best selling item on the site? What mm. surprises you? What surprises me? Because this is what always engages me about this because we see globally what women are buying and what they're not buying. Irrelevant of PR marketing, everything, we see the reality of it. I, I mean, certainly in lockdown, it was the hugest beauty moment and people were buying every device that they could have. So, I mean, those bathrooms will be fully stocked. Things like face oils didn't sell for a long time, even when every magazine was writing about them and every brand was doing one. Then they suddenly started for no particular reason. They suddenly started selling. You have things like, you know, there are the standout famous, like iconic products like Le Mer. Le Mer is just a famous the creme de la mer is a famous cream and we see it selling everywhere irrelevant of climate and age and things like then a newer version would be like Bader, Augustinus Bader, the cream or the rich cream in particular. Again, that's just one that people engage with and things like Dr. Barbara Sturm does really well. Her serums, her hyaluronic serum is, you know, one of our most wanted Mm-hmm. So oh, it's, wow. it's interesting to see, you know, those are great products that I think there's lots of things. They're great products that do a job. And it's very clear if you're buying something called the rich cream or the hyaluronic serum or glow drops, you sort of know what I think nowadays we don't want. It's not necessarily being intrigued. It's like, that's what it's going to do for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Newbie, I could talk to you forever. OK, I we know. have to get I... to a little bit of rapid fire. Favorite thing about your job? 
is that thing of actually seeing what women are buying. I find it fascinating what they're really buying around the world. If you could have any other job, it would be. This is a bit nerdy, but I think I'd like to be a historian. That's my nerdy secret side. One beauty product you can't live without. This is really difficult. Okay. Well, <laughs> it would just, I am, I am the Le Maire woman. For me, it would be a big tub of that Le Maire. Favorite thing about London? I love London. Oh, I love this question. I think that it's because I think anything is possible. Everything is possible. And anything is possible in London. What's your superpower? Sleep. I've trained myself to be a good sleeper. Me too. What's your biggest pet peeve? I think bad manners, rudeness and bad manners. Coffee or tea? Definitely tea. Definitely. Oh, you're so English. You're so English. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. One coffee a year. What's your cocktail, newbie? Well, again, I'm not really a big drink. I mean, I love wine. So don't get me wrong. I drink, but I only drink wine. So red wine. Next place you want to go on holiday? I think Italy, Capri. Favorite book? God, no. Okay. Well, I would love some suggestions, I have to say, because I'm a big audible listener. I love to be read to, especially if you're being read to by the person who wrote the book. So did you read um, Spare? Yeah, I was going to say, did you read Spare? No, we're just joking. I haven't. No, I, have. I, no, I have, I've chosen not to. Yeah, no. no. But so I am at a loose end at the moment because I, I'm sort of, but I love listening. I love being read to. It's so calming. We ask every guest before they go, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? I think it would be my own self, like be a bit quieter. You don't have to be the person, loudest person in the room, because often people want to talk to the quieter person in the room. I love that. I love that it's Net-A-Porter's 10th anniversary. It's our 10th for beauty. So beauty is 10 years old. Yeah, beauty is 10 years old, I think around about April. So we'll be celebrating that. So it's amazing. I was going to say 10 for for Netta sounds young because I've been spending a lot more money for a lot longer on yeah. the main side. Yes, the fashion is is fashion 2000. Is. Yeah, Ooh. 23 for the fashion. Ooh. You guys so, really yeah. follow yeah. newbie. Her Instagram handle is new new by beauty. You don't know Netta Porte. It's I don't know what planet you're living on, but now you know <laughs> and you really have such an incredible curated selection and it's We just love it because A, it looks so beautiful and B, you really pick the best of the best and the heroes. And it's just, it's honestly, it's like Christmas going there every day. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. I've got some suggestions here from you guys. So that's super helpful, but thank you so much. Yeah, you're amazing. All right, that's it, you guys. Beauty Trends, the brand new, the tried and true and everything in between. Newbie hands, you're amazing. Emisha, I love you. All right, you guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.